What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, January the 27th, and uh, you are listening to episode number 48. Um, I am uh, I'm flying solo on this episode. Last week, uh, Joe Matteris, uh was on the show. We answered some questions. Uh, we had a good time with some of uh, giving some advice to you guys. Um, and today I have a great show because uh, there's a lot of things to talk about today uh, that that I wasn't able to get to uh, last week because you know we were answering all kinds of questions and everything. And I'm doing this on Friday. I'm normally going to do these on Thursdays, like I said, but I'm doing this on Friday because uh, I am. Heading out today, uh, in the next couple hours here, I will be heading out to my first road gig of uh, 2012. Uh, usually, you know, like last year, my first road gig came the first week of January. This week it's coming, I mean, this year it's coming the last week of January. So I want to talk about that because it's pretty uh, pretty insane where I'm going. Pretty, The, the irony is unbelievable and, and just my uh, luck. Uh, so I'll talk about that. Um, last week I had great shows, Stand Up New York, running around New York City. I'm really happy with some of the new material and um, something really uh, exciting came up. I mentioned that I would uh, talk about it and uh, normally it's something that I wouldn't talk about. But, uh, you know, the Verzi Effect podcast is to give inside shit and uh, you people listen and deserve that. So thank you for listening and I got some goods for you today for sure. Um, so the first thing I would like to say is I'll actually just get into where, where I'm going. Um, like I said, I've been running around New York City. Uh, I've been working at Stand Up New York. I've been working at Dangerfields. Last night I was at Dangerfields. Monday I was at Dangerfields. Uh, just working on some new material. And I'm really excited about how it's going. So I'm going on my first road trip today. And I will be doing shows, um... I guess tonight and Saturday at Wisecrackers Comedy Club in State College, Pennsylvania. Now, for you people that don't know <laughs> where State College, Pennsylvania is, it is basically Joe Paterno's town. It is where um, it is where Penn State is. Sorry about that. I got shit getting knocked over over here. Um, and I just really cannot believe that the first road trip I'm going on happens to be where an icon, a guy who built something from 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 nothing, from a from a little country town to this huge university, you know, getting all these players to the school, doing all kinds of great things to only then have his legacy tarnished because apparently he turned the other cheek on on the most despicable thing you could ever think about. It it this story is so fucking sad on so many levels. Um, a guy who dedicated his life to, you know, it's just amazing. Like how fuck? Like honestly, if I went out, like like you, like that has to be the worst way to go out. Like to do all that and then just at the end, you know, it, it's it's like his life was this game in basketball. He was winning, 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 like dominating. Everything was great. Everything was great. And then just at the very end, somebody just throws a one-hander, full-court one-hander that just goes in and like rattles in at the end and you just kind of walk off like, what the fuck just happened? That was like this guy's life, I feel. Um, and I think it's terrible. And I, I don't care about everybody who says, you know, oh, 
you know, the guy, uh, whatever, the guy, you know, had nothing to do with it, and, and legally they weren't going after him. Listen, man, let me tell you something right now, okay? I don't give a fuck if you went to Penn State and you're listening to this. I don't care what you think. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, and, and, and I'm sure everybody, uh, you know, has to share this feeling somewhat. The bottom line is, uh, a guy was raping a 10 year old boy, raping a 10 year old boy, this 10 year old, um, who now is probably what a teenager will, will be scarred and ruined for life. You got to hope that he doesn't do that to people. You don't know what he's going to be like as a husband and a father. This kid is 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 really going through something now because he was taken advantage of and preyed on by these fucking animals. And Joe Paterno heard about it and he did the bare minimum. And I got to tell you, man, um, turning your cheek on that, uh, you know, is, is a really fucking despicable thing. Plus, not to mention that, you know, the guy was was you know using the Penn State campus for all this stuff with the with these kids man it's just so fucked up and um you know I was listening to some of the memorial I was listening to some of the memorial yesterday on ESPN and I was listening to people you know talking and you hear like some of the great things he did and it's like it just sucks that so many decades of good work you know and then all of a sudden it's like because I guess he whatever you know somebody said he just wanted to you know make sure that his legacy wasn't tarnished so he kind of just did what he could do and wanted it to go away and that's just not good enough man and and I think this guy died of a broken heart I think this guy wished he did more and um I I really it's just a fucking horrible situation the hundreds of there was a hundred thousand people you know at walking past his um you know his casket and and all this different things so it's just a, a really bad bad situation um for for the family for the for the students for the players it's just a, it's horrible and um you know but at the end of the day i say like the guy fucked up bad man i mean that this you're talking about little kids getting raped little kids getting molested um it's 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 bad and, and you know what nobody knows if joe paterno knew that shit was going on i mean i really hate to believe that and don't want to believe it but the fact that like he did what he did is just really fucked up and uh my I'm going to to fucking perform there. Like yesterday was the last memorial they had. All these people. So there's like you know, they did a vigil there. They had a they had a viewing there. They did a memorial there in the basketball gym. All these things are going on. And uh, guess what, folks? I'm going there to make these people laugh. I'm just really curious to see, you know, the numbers the comedy club does. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of people there. I don't know, you know who's in the mood to laugh there maybe some people look at it like i need to laugh um maybe some people are going to be scared to go there because they don't know if the comedians are going to be you know saying things that are inappropriate i mean my approach on it is um i'm just going to go with what naturally comes to me on stage about it because i'm not writing jokes about joe paterno and the penn state thing and kids getting molested a that's hacky and, and B, that's just not my style to like jump on something that's really sensitive just so people could go, oh, we talked about it. You know, I'll talk about something that I really feel I want to talk about. But if I'm on stage and I'm and, and something comes up or I feel like, OK, I'm going to say it, I'm just going to say it. And if people walk out or get, you know, I mean, if, if it did come to that and people were like, oh, don't talk about it. How could you talk about it? That's terrible. You know, I mean, I'm not going to not do what my instincts tell me to do just because of something. You know, it's a fucking comedy show. And when you walk in the door, you need to know, hey. Anything could happen here. You know, um, 
it's just I just can't believe my first road trip of 2012 is going to State College a day after the Joe Paterno Memorial. I mean, in that town, um, which basically he ran. Uh, so that's uh, that's going to be pretty interesting. I'll definitely let you guys uh, know how that goes. Um, and I, I hope that it's a packed out, you know, crowds. They just came to laugh and it's going to be all good. But I'm, I'm really curious to see to see how this... Imagine if I just fucking started going nuts about it. I was like, this fucking guy turned his back on young kids. And, like, I just, like, wanted to see how far my I would even go with it. Just people walked out. There's part of me that wants to do that. I'm not going to, though. Um, but I, it's just a, it's a, it's a horrible thing, man. It's just fucking terrible. And uh, the people that talked yesterday were talking about all these great things. And you just want to be like, yeah, but did anybody... Like, what about, how come nobody's talking about the other thing? I, and I know you're not going to talk about the other thing as a memorial, but, like, all these people stood up and, you know, give standing ovations for all these nice things about him, and I get that. But, like, kids were raped here, man. Like, that, that that's, that's fucking the bottom line. Kids were raped in this situation. And, and, and there were, you know, a janitor caught the guy, whatever, and, and somebody tell me the janitor caught the guy in uh, the 90, 98... So they got 98 reports that are going to come out about it. Then in 2002, Joe Paterno was told that the guy was raping kids. And then you know, the guy's still doing stuff on, you know, the guy's... It's just like, I don't understand how the fuck that guy doesn't get complete, immediately dismissed. And all Penn State had to do, all Joe Paterno had to do was just come out and go, Hey, listen, uh, you know, our former defensive coordinator was doing despicable things that are n- no way near the the views and actions of myself or this university. He's got to be, you know, charged to the fullest extent of the law. And that's it. And then it would have been like, wow, this guy fucking made sure that that shit got wiped out. So that's the problem. Like, all that's it. That's it. All the guy had to do was pretty simple. Just come out and go, hey, man, this guy's got to fucking go. This guy's this guy is doing disgusting things. We found out about it. We're appalled. Get him off the campus. Charge him. You know, he should, he should, you know, to the fullest extent of the law, he should get, you know, convicted. Whatever they find him guilty as, he should, you know, definitely have to pay the price. And, and that's it. And then everything would look good. So there's something wrong here. Like, there's no, there's something wrong. This is not a situation where it's like, does it make sense that the most powerful man in this fucking school, in this state, okay, finds out something like this is going on, and then he kind of just goes to a supervisor of the school and says something? Don't you find something wrong that this guy, this great man, this guy who went all over the country recruiting students, helping students, isn't there something wrong with the fact that this guy didn't go to the fucking cops or go to his superior saying, you guys better go to the police because if you don't I'm going to the police because young boys are being raped here that's what the fuck you do you don't sit here and you don't sit here and fucking just go ah well you know I told the supervisor but I had to get back to practice you know we got fucking Ohio State coming in you don't do that you know um so so to say that like this guy is just such a great man and, and all this is bullshit that's crazy it's not bullshit you know, there are victims here, dude. That, like, if that was my son, I don't give a fuck if it's Joe Paterno, Bobby Knight, fucking whoever, whoever it is. You know, and I'm not sitting here, you know, somebody made a good point, and, and I really don't want to, it. I don't want to talk about the dead, and it's not right to talk about the dead. 
So I'm really not, you know, Joe Paterno is, is not here and him and his family, they really can't, I mean, he can't defend himself and I'm not trying to, to do that. You know, I just want my podcast listeners to know that what my thoughts are on the situation and I'm not even really talking about Joe Paterno. I'm talking about the situation in general. This thing could have been avoided and I just want to know why the fuck it wasn't. That raises a question to me. You know, it's just it's just a simple fix. It's not hard. It's a simple thing. It's, okay, I found out that this ex-coach was doing, you know, this. And now this action needs to be taken because it's unacceptable. This is not the views of myself or the school. And that's it. Get this piece of shit out of here. You know, charge him with what he needs to be charged with. If he gets convicted, he gets the maximum sentence. You don't fucking do that to kids. You should be shot in the face. And that's it. And instead, it, was, it wasn't it was that. It was, uh, yeah, maybe I should have done more. Years later, when it comes out. That's another thing. A buddy of mine I was talking to, it says, yeah, he said he should have done more after it came out. So, like, I don't know what the deal is. And I don't want to talk about Joe Paterno when the guy is is no longer here, but the situation here, man, it just stinks, and it's it's a horrible, horrible situation, and like I said, sad on so many levels, and, uh, you know, you know, it, it just, it really does make me go back and think, you know, that time that I talked about, you know, the time that I talked about the Catholic Church on the podcast, and I, I really wasn't trying to be disrespectful to anybody who's Catholic who listens to this, I'm, I'm, I'm really not, um, I, as I said, my, my, it's not my business or my job to sit here and, you know, poke fun at politics. I mean, at uh, at what people's political views are. I'm not going to sit here and, and say that you're right or wrong because I think that's foolish. Um, I, I really do. And, and same thing with religion. But, you know, don't tell me. Please don't tell me that the Catholic Church is, is great and doing this when they molested and ruined, ruined not only so many, so many children's lives, but the, the families of those children and everything like that. Okay, what what these priests did. So I don't want to sit here and 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 start saying things like, uh, you know, well, you know, the church though is 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 great and and everything like that. No, here's the bottom line: the church isn't great. Okay, the church made a lot of fucking mistakes. The church took money and fucking raped and molested young boys. So I don't want to hear shit about it. And this thing again, it's like, you know, you hear things like this, and you well, first of all, the Jerry Sandusky should be shot in his face. Uh, the guy shouldn't even stand trial. The guy shouldn't even have any kind of, you know, you just got to, the guy is a piece of shit. He should, he's a waste of air. He should be just dragged out into the, seriously, the guy should be dragged out in the back, in, in someone's backyard, just shot in the face and just buried. Um, because, th- I mean, what he did is ridiculous. But the thing with the other coaches and Joe Paterno and everything, like doing kind of like the, the, the minimum thing is just confusing to me. And I, and it sucks because we're never going to know why. We're never going to know why. But um, any kind of molestation, whether it comes from churches or whether it comes from anything, is just the most fucking despicable thing. And it's just something that is so, like, something you just can't tolerate that that I I just, I, I don't know, it's terrible. It's terrible. So, you know, like I said, it's not because I'm going after anybody's religion or I'm going after, you know, people's heroes or, or you know if you went to Penn State I'm not trying to do, I'm just trying to state the facts that it's despicable and if there's any kind of minimum being done there or things aren't done the right way it's 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 something's not right and uh you know I feel bad I really do I feel bad for for everybody and uh gonna go make these fucking people laugh I don't know just gonna get on stage and go ah so uh urban Meyer to ohio state you guys ready for that game just start talking shit about football and just see where it goes
All right, well, that's my take on it, you know. I hope to God, I'll tell you what I hope, okay? I hope to God what happens is they come back and the story that uh, that Joe Paterno, like, you know, he actually did do more, but uh, something, there was a reason why it didn't come out and, you know, he he wanted the guy out and, and all kinds of stuff that he, he had, you know, way, you know, it wasn't where he was turning the cheek. You find out more good things. That That's what you hope happens it, just for his legacy, for his family, for everybody that he touched in his life. That's what you really hope happens, not the opposite. And that's what I would, you know, pray to, pray to hear. And I know everybody in that community is praying to hear that too, um, you know. So that that's that's pretty much the uh the situation that I that I feel about the Joe Paterno. That's my take on it. Um and uh it's just what can you do? You know, what can his family do? They just got to Oh my god. And it's just I couldn't imagine for myself going out like that, you know. I just that's got to be the absolute ugh. That's got to be the worst. Um and I think to be honest with you, I think that that's what killed him. I think that uh, the cancer thing, I think that the cancer thing was going on for a while. And I think that he probably knew it. And I think he was just, you know, realized he was an older man and he was going to do whatever he could, live through it as long as he could. I think this whole thing, I mean, it's not a coincidence that a month after, two months after he gets, you know, fired from his position, he deteriorates like that. They were saying that Bear Bryant, the coach, Bear Bryant, I think the coach of Alabama, is that, I think that's it. Uh, he coached, coached, coached. And then when he was done coaching, I think he died very shortly afterwards. Because it's like you need a purpose. Uh, all right, so that's that. And uh, we will move on to something uh, a little more positive. But I, I just hope, like I said, man, let's hope, you know, you don't know. That's that's what sucks. You don't know. Uh, hopefully things work out. Okay, I said that I was going to make a, um announcement on the podcast here. Uh, something that was going on. And uh, I wasn't really going to talk about it, but you know what? Uh, it's it's done with, and uh, now it's just kind of a waiting thing. But you know, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Bursey Effect listeners here the inside track on on what's going on in my career. Uh, something came up two weeks ago. Um, as many of you, many of you know, uh, if you listen to me, if you uh, know about um, you know my career, or you're just familiar or a fan of the podcast, uh, that last year I wrote for Seth Meyers and the um, ESPY Awards, the ESPN ESPY Awards 2011, uh, the second year that Seth uh, hosted it. Uh, myself and Bill Burr were submitting jokes, and both of us got some jokes on the on it, on the on the monologue, and it was great. So uh, I get a phone call from my manager, and my manager told me two weeks ago, he said, uh, listen, um, I was talking to some people, I was talking to people over at, uh, you know, I guess NBC, and uh, you need to put together a writing package for to be a writer for the late night with Jimmy Fallon. So I said, uh, you know, okay, what is what is this you know consist of? What do I have to do? And he was like, you know, we're gonna send you all the guidelines. We're gonna send you you know what they're looking for. So um, you know, the first thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to make sure because of course you know you want to take an opportunity like that. Um, but what I wanted to do is make sure that this is not going to, you know, hinder my standup because, um, I'm trying to, you know, do standup. I'm trying to be great. You know, I'm trying to master this thing. I'm trying to be great at it. It's in my heart. It's what I want to do. Standup is something that I will do. You know, I mean, if, if I became a movie star, if I started doing movies, if I started doing shows, um, I'm always going back to standup. That's, that's my roots. And that's, that's what I love to do. 
So I, I wanted to make sure. And then I was like, well, you know, the, the cool thing is I know some people and some comedians that write for Fallon and they're really cool with that. I mean, you could do it. Um, you could you could do stand up still and everything. So it's just like, you know, um, so anyway, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. So I said to myself, let me put together a package. Um, so for three, four days straight until about three o'clock in the morning, um, I was up. I was working like relentlessly like a dog on this package, you know, just putting together monologue jokes, putting together shorts and sketches and spoofs and parodies, putting together um, certain things he does on the show, the thank you note jokes, all kinds of stuff that it is everything late night with Jimmy Fallon and also writing in his voice and everything. Um, and uh, I got to tell you, I, we put something together that um, I was extremely, extremely happy with and, and proud of. I think um, I think we nailed it, um, and I could say whether I get the gig or not. Um, I you know I feel like we could definitely always submit monologue jokes, and you know and and get paid for that because you could submit monologue jokes as a comic and you get paid for whatever they use. Um, or if I get the gig as being like one of the, the the staff writers on the show, you know that would be great. But whether I do or don't. Um, you know, regardless of what happens, it will happen for a reason. I, I really believe that. But regardless of, of, um, whether I do or I don't, I know that I put together an extremely strong and tight, uh, writing submission for that show. I really do. I, I was so proud of it. You know, my wife was blown away by it. My managers loved it. It was just really, really solid. And I know, given that in, I could go, listen, you know, I think what I could do for this show is take it to another level with the, as far as, like, the, the, the writing. And um, and I would love to, to do it. And I would work hard at it. But if not, like, that's totally cool and it wasn't meant to be, that's all good. Uh, it's funny because when you when you get an opportunity like this, you're like, man, is this going to hinder my comedy? And you actually start thinking, man, do I want to not write if I, you know, and then you're like, wait a minute, stand-ups do write for shows. So I just had to make sure it's funny because when you have the stand-up in you, you want to make sure that nothing fucking takes that away, anything about that away at all. Um, but that's not the case. I mean, as a matter of fact, people that write for Fallon, you know, it opens doors with stand-up and uh, it's just a great opportunity. Plus... You know, um, a dream of mine, uh, any which way possible, has always been Saturday Night Live. And, you know, I mean, just learning the process of putting together a writing package will help me, will help me with that. Because um, you got to, it's, it's a process and it's so, you got to be meticulous with things and you got to set it up a certain way, the way that they want it. So um, so we'll see what happens with that. But that that's what I've been working on uh, really hard. And um, I'm proud of it, man. So... And it truly is one of those things where it's like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know, I'm not I'm not thinking I'm going to get any kind of job there. But if I do, you know, it would be it would be great. You, you can't get your hopes up. It's just something you did. But, you know, I did my thing for sure. And I'm really, really happy about it. So uh, I guess we'll find out in a few weeks. And, uh, you know, you guys will know as everybody else if I if I get it. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, I know some people that work there. I know some people that don't work there anymore. And uh, I just feel like, hell, man, I got a daughter coming. So that would be really good. Uh, you know, that would be good. <laughs> that would be a good way to bring my daughter in the world if I could be going to 30 Rock, the seventh floor of 30 Rock every, uh, you know, however many days a week it is, you know, and, and just writing some jokes and, and doing that. That would be awesome.
So, uh, excuse me here, I'm sipping my vitamin water because I am getting healthy. My whole family's getting healthy. My wife, my son, we were all sick. So my son goes to daycare a couple of days a week, brings home germs. I just bring him to daycare and I just give all the little kids dirty looks because I'm like, which one of you little fucks is the reason my son is coming home with these germs, you sick little pigs? Uh, <laughs> I'm like resentful. Like I'm looking at this two and a half year old little girl like, you little bitch. My son has the flu because of you. Um, but we're all getting better. So uh, I feel I feel good. I feel strong. I'm ready to go out to State College, Pennsylvania and do it. Make these people laugh. So I'll let you guys know. I will let you guys know what happens. And uh, we will see. That's uh, that's the inside scoop here on the Verzi effect. That's uh, That's one thing. That's one thing on the plate that we're waiting on. I've also heard, I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, I also heard from the uh, Craig Ferguson that they, I think I might have mentioned this, uh, Craig Ferguson, and um, they like me, and they, you know, I got a shot to do that show, but uh, I just have to change a couple of jokes, two jokes, to be honest, I have to change two jokes. One was talking about, um, I guess, uh, killing my wife. And they thought that that might uh, not <laughs> might not go over so well, not uh, on uh, on network television, talking about killing my wife, uh, actually telling my son I'm gonna kill my wife, is the joke. And they said, yeah, if we could just change that, it's so funny because you could say something like comedians, we could say something so ridiculous, but executives know that that's how we are and that's how we think. So yeah, if he could just change the, um, you know, the porno and the killing his wife. If those two little things there, if that can just go away, then we could talk. <laughs> so I'm gonna uh, do do I guess redo it, rewrite it, and uh, and then resubmit it in. But uh, it's 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 looking good. And hey, I look at it like that. You can't change who you are. You know, you can't change your material, and you can't change who you are on stage. What you do is what you do. But you can adjust. And if you have some stuff that's cleaner, then that's what you have to do. Um. So. What the hell else was I going to talk about? Yeah, this is pissing me off, and this is going to be unacceptable for the week, okay? Unacceptable for the week is these people that um, put these political signs on their Facebook, you know, uh, it's just so it's so stupid. Like, they got these people are putting up, I'm sure so many people saw this, this sign that people are putting up on their Facebook that is the anti-Republican something where they're like, Democrats are responsible for this good thing and then Democrats are responsible for this good thing and Democrats are the reason why the, the jobs are coming back and Democrats, are, uh, not one Republican did this, you know, and then people, on it's like, really, is that, how fucking biased and stupid are you? That you're going to just... See, you're part of... The, those people are part of the fucking problem in this country. And it's the same for... It's the same for Republicans who are like, Democrats did this wrong. And, and Democrats are the reason why this. And it's like, no, everybody is part of the fucking problem. Especially the people that put these bias... It's just the stupidest thing in the world. Like, not all Republicans are the reason for the problems. And not all Democrats are the reason for the problems. And until these people can see that... It's just, it's unacceptable to me that people, oh my God, I came across this sign. I had to post this. So great. So true. Look at this. Yeah, take that, GOP. And it's like, what the fuck do you know? 
You work at fucking Wendy's. What do you know? You're folding jeans at the Gap. You're not getting these emails that are going to the Pentagon. You don't know dick about what's going on in the world. You know fucking nothing. You know? Like, you know, it's just, it's just so stupid. And it's the same with both sides. I'm not just sitting here defending Republicans. I'm talking about Republicans who post things against Democrats and, like, act like it's all the Democrats. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's, it's, it's a collective thing. I, I just don't understand how people do not see that when the country is split in half 50-50, not 50% of the country is dumb and wrong. Why can't people see that? It is so hard for somebody to sit down and say, well, you know what, man, I, I disagree and here's why, and then just explain it. It's like the same thing I heard somebody say about the Joe Paterno thing, that there's two sides to the Joe Paterno thing. There's two camps. One camp doesn't want to hear anything that he did negative, and they think it's completely horrible that the board of trustees at Penn State did what they did to him and made him go out like that, and they're probably responsible for killing him, and how can they do this to such a great man? And then there's people that are like, no, he turned the other cheek on little boys being raped and molested. He's a piece of shit. And it's like, why does it have to be that black and white? How about that he was a great man? Okay, and he did so many great things for young people, and this one horrific thing, which we don't know all the details with, you know, I think if he, I think if what he did is true, and I think that if he really, and it does seem like he did turn the other cheek with some things, that it is the really one of the most despicable things that should tarnish his legacy, and it's terrible. But why can't it be like? Why does it have to be so black and white? We don't know everything. So for me to sit here, for anybody to sit here, whether it's a situation like that or whether it's a situation where you tell somebody there is no God and that their religion is stupid or you tell a Democrat that they suck or a Republican that they suck and they're part of the problem, it's the stupidest fucking thing. Unacceptable. And the most unacceptable thing is these people that put these signs on Facebook as a matter of fact, I'm going on Facebook after I'm done this podcast and I'm just going to write this shit down and say, if you people are posting things up from anti-Republican party stuff and saying it's a great sign, no. How about an independent party sign that kind of blames both people for every fuck up that's going on in this country right now? I'll put, Somebody should post that shit up. They don't do that though. They don't do that. No, it's, 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 it's because you believe in this and you're fucking, you know, you're right because you, you like Obama. Or, or, you know, or you like Newt Gingrich or, or Mitt Romney, and that's why they should be, and all the other people. The pro- it's like, you don't know shit. I don't know shit, but I'm not sitting here claiming to. I'll tell you what I do know. This is what I do know. I don't think this. I know this. What I know is our country is softer than it's ever been. Our country is is in financial, the worst financial shape it's been since I can remember. Uh, I'm 33 years old, you know, I try to fill my gas tank up, it's still fucking $4, you know, and it's just, times are rough, and, and you can see that, and you can feel that, you know, the stock market's down, people aren't believing in stuff anymore, and you can see that and feel that. Now, I'm not saying it's Obama's fault, I'm not saying it's it's, it's the last president's fault, I think it's collectively the fault of government, I think everybody fucking sucks, and and that's how I feel. You know, and somebody told me that Obama's passed this sign that they could hold you in jail. If they think you're a terrorist, they could just hold you in jail without any kind of evidence or proof and shit. Like, that's crazy. I just think the whole thing is just so fucked up. I think that, um, you know, I think Romney and Gingrich are full of shit. I think Obama's full of shit. I think they're, I, it's just fucked up, man. There's nobody in there that. There's nobody in there. You know, Ron Paul, he seems like he's got these, like, wild ideas and maybe they could work, maybe not. I don't fucking know.
and I'm not claiming to know. All I know is, while I'm going off on this rant and tangent here, the whole point of what I'm trying to say is, why the fuck are people posting things like they know? You know? Listen, if somebody in government and in Washington, D.C. that has some inside information posts some shit up, then I'll be like, holy shit, like this dude actually has some legitimate, you know, it's got some leg- uh, substance here. There's a basis to what he's saying. There's, there's, you know, evidence here. But for some fucking asshole who works at a laundromat to be like, how the fuck can Republicans do this? Or how can Democrats? This is, it's like, you don't know dick. Shut up. I'm not claiming to know shit. All I know is that I'm not, all I know is that not everybody's fucking wrong on either side. You know, I've said it before. So I'm going on Facebook after this shit and I'm telling people, shut the fuck up. Seriously. You don't know shit. You don't know shit. What the fuck do you know? Well, the responsible for jobs and then somebody. So, so, so what are you supposed to do if somebody comes up to you and goes, no, 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 I know for a fact that the Democrats are responsible for the job loss. They go, no, 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 I know for a fact. Look, the Republicans, they didn't sign this bill. No, but the Democrats could have with this bill. And then the reason why they didn't with that bill was because they didn't with this bill. And, and how could they let them win? Because if, if one bill gets signed, then they feel like they got the power. It's so fucking silly. Oh, my God, man. It's so fucking silly. Stay home. Get a gun and love your family. I told you, that's that's my resolution everything. When I see the shit really starting to hit the fan, I'm going to go get some bottles of scotch and get a gun. Just look out my window. Fuck everybody, man. This is bullshit. It really is. And this always happens around election time, which makes you pick a side. You notice that? You notice that? Because they, they, they start panicking. Because the liberal media and the conservative media start going after each other. So you hear Fox talking about the Republicans they want. Then you hear all the fucking, you know, NBC, you know, going after, you know, going after that. And then they try to make you pick sides. And the stupid people and the fucking sheep that are out there just, oh, I think I'm going to go with them. I think I'm go- I, I don't know shit. You know, I don't know fucking shit. I got to go to the supermarket and buy buy fruit and dinner. But I, I like what I just heard on the radio. So I'm with them. I'm going to watch that channel tonight. You know, it's just, it's so, it's so fucking ridiculous. Nobody could think for themselves and say, well, wait a minute. How about everybody's the fucking problem? You know, it's it's like this. Let's take this for an example. Let's say there's a football team, okay? And the football team is not going well, okay? It's so easy for fans and those fat fucks in the stands that are shoving their face with pizzas and beers and peanuts and whatever else these fat motherfuckers eat when they go to a game. It's so easy for them to go... Ah, man, the offensive coordinator sucks. We got to get him out of here. Why would they call that play? Why would they run there? Why don't they pass there? I don't understand this. Meanwhile, the offensive coordinator actually did call a different play, okay? But something happened, and the quarterback thought he saw something, changed the play at the line of scrimmage, and threw an interception, or, or, you know, ran, and the ball got fumbled. They weren't supposed to run. Whatever, whatever. The opposite of what the the offensive coordinator did, okay? But they don't see that. They don't understand that. You know, maybe there's a rift going on in between, you know, in between coaches, and the and and the fans don't know it, and and the quarterback has to choose a side, and there's definitely turmoil going on in the locker room, which you're hearing happen with certain teams, like the Jets this year. Certain teams, nobody knows that. So, but the first thing to do is, ah, oh, they suck. This is fucking. You don't know shit. Unacceptable. That was the longest unacceptable of the of the of the podcast uh, show history here, but that it's just fucking so stupid. 
You don't know shit. I'm going, I swear to God, I'm going on. I'm going to blast people now. I'm going to be like, you stupid fucks. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Know what the fuck you're talking about before you talk. Really, no. I can't talk edu- I can't talk educated about politics other than, you know, the basics. You know, I could talk the basics. I could talk if a guy says something and it's full of shit, if a guy's dancing around a question, if, uh, you know, a guy clearly didn't do something in the media and he tries to say that the reason why he did it. I could find out if that's bullshit. That's just, I could, you know, I think the majority of people who can read things and read between the lines can see that. That shit is easy. You know, certain things, you know, I can talk about the abortion issue. I can talk about... Um, you know, gay marriage, uh, you know, certain things like that. But when it really comes down to the economics and creating jobs and, 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 and the numbers that go with everything and what these guys have to do, I'm not going to sit there and act like I know. I don't know what this is. And, and I'll be honest with you. I'm not the biggest Obama fan, but, but you know, it's easy to, you know, to criticize him right now. And I don't really know what he's going through, you know. The only thing that I know and the only thing that I only said was this guy's got real no experience for how fucked up things are. I can't believe they, you know, they somebody got the job, you know, with with his experience. You know, that that's all I was saying. I want to sit here and knock the president. You know, I want to show a little fucking respect for whoever's in there, whether I like them or not. So I'm not going to act like like I know everything that they're doing. But to post something that is so one-sided and biased on a social media like Twitter or or, you know, or Facebook, and and just totally blast something because you think your party is right is the dumbest fucking thing and part of the problem. I would love to, you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to get one of these people on the phone. And I go, yeah, I saw the post you did on Facebook about uh, how that one party was wrong for everything and the other party is right for everything. Yeah, can you just explain that to me and tell me exactly how those numbers worked out? There would be silence on the other end of the phone. They wouldn't know what the fuck to do. They just saw something that they thought was cute and good and they put it on Facebook and it's dangerous and part of the fucking problem. That person should be grabbed by the throat, slapped in the face and told don't ever put something on the computer that fucking stupid again if you can't explain it. Okay, that's unacceptable for the week. I feel a little better. Uh, sorry. Sorry for that rant and tangent. It's just more people need to think like that. I really believe that when it comes to that stuff. And I think things will get better. Let's meet halfway, people. Can't we? Can we meet halfway? You know? Um, in anything. You can meet halfway in anything. Okay? Let's talk about sex. If... <laughs> I, I, can you meet halfway in sex? Let's try to find a... Let's, let me see if I could we, wiggle my way to an example here. Um, yeah, you could find a, a medium in sex. Let's say one of you really likes it rough. The other one, not so much. You just say, all right, fine. I'm not going to grab you by your hair and throw you around the room, but what I, you know, maybe I just spank your ass a little bit and, you know, something like that. <laughs> you can meet halfway. Listen, I'm not going to put a knife to your temple this time. <laughs> During this little sexual escapade here. But, you know, I'm going to... How about like a water gun? <laughs> a water gun and... I don't know. You know what I'm saying. There's You You can meet halfway and I think everybody could be happy. Uh, I know that I, that went weird for a second. I took that on a left turn sexually. But that I was trying to make a point that anything can... You know. Anything could be worked out. And I think when people start to do that... 
You know, see, we try to, I try to fix things on the Verzi Effect too. okay? See, that's an effect. See, it goes with the title, the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. Okay, what effect can this podcast have? Making stupid motherfuckers stop being so stupid. That will be the effect of my show. And um, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, okay. I um, I have a audition coming up, a big audition. Well, actually, it used to be a huge audition, but now it's not as big as it used to be. But uh, Montreal Comedy Festival is uh, looking at me. Um... The first week in February, and uh, for you people that don't know about the Montreal Comedy Festival, Montreal Comedy Festival, well, it used to be like literally, and then in like the late 80s, early 90s, you used to go there, and if you had a good set, it was worth like a hundred something thousand dollars. Like you'd literally, like you could literally get a sitcom if you did like a good six minutes there. You could get a sitcom. Like I'm not even fucking kidding. Then obviously now they're looking for the weirder stuff, the alternative stuff, um, and it's it, it kind of lost a little steam, but it's still a great festival. Uh, for exposure and stuff, and uh, last year, I literally was like changing my set during it, Uh, I did not take it uh, that seriously, I'm not gonna say that, you know, I take everything in my business seriously, I was just like, ah, you know, I'm killing, I'm killing right now, I'm just gonna go up, I think I'll do this joke, I was literally on the west side highway going into New York City last year for this audition, and I was literally saying, ah, maybe I'll open with this joke. Maybe I'll open. You just can't do it for something like this. So uh, this time I will have a plan. <laughs> this time I will go in more prepared. And uh, I will take it seriously. Not and, and like I said, if anybody from that festival is listening to this, uh, I don't want you to think that I didn't take it seriously. It was just... Um, and there were some other reasons why. Because uh, I didn't have great advice. I was basically told, no, nah, you're killing. I trust you. Do what you want to do. And I did, and then I was adjusting things. It was a shitty situation and on so many different levels. I had my back against the wall on so many different things, but I'm not going to use any excuses. This time I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to do what I do. And, uh, you know, if they if they like me, great. If they're looking for something different, they're looking for something different. Um, that's it. But I'm going to go in there, uh, you know, full head of steam, ready, prepared, and uh, do what I do. Which is slay it, bitches. No. Um, All right. So what else do we have going on? Oh, my God. 42 minutes. I guess I did rant and go on a little too long with my anger. I'm a little angry today. I just People just need to be shut down. See, that's my problem. I need to work on that. You know what I need to work on? I need to work on being a, like, I always have to hammer the point too much if I'm right. And I get, like, to beat the people I don't know what it is. It's just I have this thing where like if somebody really argues or they're really like, you know the way some people could get like evil at you and think they're right, but you know deep down inside you're right. So it really makes it tough. So then when you finally prove the person wrong, I have to like just keep throwing, like I told you, I fucking told don't defy me again. Like sometimes I get like that, um, you know. My wife tells me that I get way too spiteful when I'm trying to prove myself right. Um, you know, so <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's Sicilian, Sicilian in me. I get hot. and um, But I'm a great dude, man. You know, I'm definitely not one of these, you know, I don't call myself great dude. Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a good guy. Like, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like that. But I just have to, 
Look at me talking myself around, talking in circles here, trying to get out of calling myself great. I'm a nice person is what I meant to say. So, you know, the way you call somebody, oh, he's a great guy. I mean, I'm a nice person. I'm not calling myself great. All right. Fuck you if that's what you think. Um, but no, man, I get pissed off because I want people to realize what the fuck they're doing. And I want them to be like, holy shit, you're right. Perfect example. I was going nuts about Rex Ryan and the Jets this year, all year, just hammering on my podcast uh, hammering them on, on Facebook, just talking shit. I even wanted to say, and this is actually a good segue into sports. I even wanted to say, and I'll say it here, but I'm not, I didn't, you know, really post it publicly. I said, I find it absolutely hilarious that Rex Ryan predicted the Jets were going to go to the Super Bowl this year and the fucking Giants did. How embarrassing is that for the Jets organization? The other New York team went. The big brother New York team. He actually said, yeah, we're nobody's little brother. And then the Giants beat them and went on to go on a roll and they're in the fucking Super Bowl. Well, Rex Ryan had one thing right, folks. A New York team is going <laughs> to the Super Bowl this year. But, uh, you know, so I kept hammering. People were like, dude, what gives? Why do you keep going after the Jets? What's wrong with you? Why do you keep going? And it's like because I said what this guy is doing is detrimental. So then what happens? LaDainian Tomlinson came out and said he's never seen a locker room that divided and bad. Darrell Rivas just said it today. And then I heard Rex Ryan himself, very humble, on my, with Mike Francesa on the fan here in New York, WFAN, the fan. And he was humble, and I'm totally off his back now because he goes, listen, I made a mistake. He goes, I thought that I, by doing that I was going to put the bullseye on me, not my team. I was wrong, and I'll learn from it. That's all I needed. It's as simple as that. That's all I needed. Um, so I'm done with trashing because now that that was proven. So, you know what though? But fuck that, man. I have heart and that's why if I like something and I feel something, I'm going to say it and go at it hard. And I think that that's what, what will make anybody, you know, I guess anything that you really believe in, if you just go for it and do it like that, that's it. And some people are just going to disagree. Um, as talking about sports. Talking about sports. The New York football giants. I can't fuck. I, I, that game against San Francisco was, you know, we had a, well, net third and fourth at the end of regulation and we didn't get it. I'm going, this is really bad. That might have been our chance. And then both defenses got so tight and nobody could score. And I'm just like pacing around my living room. I was like, I can't, I don't know how this is going to go. I really don't know how this is going to go. This can, It was nuts. And when that guy fumbled the ball on special teams, I jumped. I think my I was uh, standing in my living room and I was holding a football. And I jumped. I, my feet literally might have went four feet off. The, I, I just, it was like something was, I, like, a, like a springboard was under me. I just, oh my God, I'm going, holy shit, holy shit. And then when he kicked that ball in the, in the goal, through the goalposts, I, I was just, that was unbelievable, man. This has been an unbelievable, if you're a Giants fan and you're going through this, it feels, it really does. At first, I'm like, I don't like that they're calling it 07. I don't like that they're saying it's similar. You know what, it is similar, but th this defensive line might even be better. It was unbelievable to, to see. How about the kicker on the Baltimore Ravens? Holy shit. You want to talk about, like... See, the difference is, like, if you do something, like, like let's take comedy, for example. If I bomb really bad, okay, I bomb really bad. You know, I'll laugh about it. Some people will laugh about it. Holy shit, dude, I just fucking ate my balls on stage. 
that's it. It's the end of it. You know, I get back up there, you know, hopefully have a good set. That's it. If you do what this guy did, a whole city, a whole state, many people in the country are like, oh my God, that guy fucking, that guy's got to move. Like that guy's got to move his family. Like to, I mean, at least it wasn't a Super Bowl. Because if it was a Super Bowl, if that was the end of a Super Bowl, I, that guy, you'd, you'd find that guy hanging naked in a closet somewhere. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Like, it, 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 I just felt like, oh my God, and the camera's on him and he just looks like he's going to put a gun in his mouth. It was just a fucking horrible, horrible thing. I really did feel bad for the guy. I, I was just, it was genuinely. But how about the play where Lee Evans caught the touchdown by Flacco and lackadaisically, lackadaisically? That's not a word. Um, lackadaisically. Lax, fuck it, you know what I mean. Um, just totally nonchalantly, there you go. Just just like turned around like, yeah, I got a touch. And the guy just put poked it out of his hands. I, I you know, that would have been, that would have been a real, um, that would have been huge for Flacco, for Baltimore. Baltimore gave them that game a couple times. There, the field goal, at least two times Baltimore gave them the game. Um, and I'll do my Super Bowl prediction. You know what, fuck it, I'll, I'll do my Super Bowl predictions right now and, and then. Because sometimes it changed. Because um, this is a true story. In 2007, when when the when the first came out, when it first came out, the line that the Patriots were 13 and a half point favorites on the Giants, and I was at the game week 17 where the Giants lost 38-35 to the Patriots for the Patriots to go 16 and 0 in the regular season. 38-35, and the only difference in that game was Eli made one mistake. So when they went to the Super Bowl that year together, and it was a 13 and a half point um, spread. I said, right now, I think the Patriots are going to win the game by 10, okay? And then I let like a week settle in, and I swear to God, a few days before, I'm going, I got this, I don't know. And then the day before the Super Bowl, excuse me, got my uh, drink here. The day before the Super Bowl, I said, if the Giants have a long drive, a long opening drive, and can score first, they got a shot to win this game. And they think they chewed off the clock seven minutes and got a field goal, and that's what they did. And I remember texting Bill Burr and somebody else, and I go, I got a feeling, I just got a feeling the Giants may do this. But it was a last-minute thing, um, so my emotions were everywhere with that game. This game, I'll say this. This New York Giants team is better than this Patriots team, okay? Tom Brady is the better quarterback but right now, not by that much. Um, I think he's the greatest quarterback ever, and I'll never say that Eli is him. You're talking about a guy who's going to his fifth Super Bowl, and he's won three of them. That is in a whole nother level, so I'm not going to try to say that. But Eli's playing at an at a all-time high right now. Eli played way better in the NFC Championship game than Brady did in the AFC Championship game, and Tom Brady will admit that. He did admit it. Um, and the Giants' defense is playing. If the Giants' defense plays in this game the way it played against San Francisco, I just cannot see because the, the Patriots' defense is not good. So we our wide receivers, you know, indoors are fast and good, way better than the Patriots. Our quarterback is playing great. Easy E, Lyman Manning, is going to kill it. It's up to our defense. If our defense steps up and doesn't make big mistakes, we should win the game. So right now, I'm going to say the way I'm feeling right now, I think the Giants win this game. I think it's their game right there, right in front of them. Just take it. Just have your defense do it. 60 minutes away from their second ring. It'll be awesome. I didn't get a chance to go to the first parade. I think if they win this year, I'm going to go to it. 
if they win. I'm not going to get cocky now. But it was unbelievable to um, – it was just an unbelievable thing to watch as a fan of the Giants, as a fan of football. But sitting in my living room seeing how this team beat Atlanta – you know, then they end up beating Green Bay in Green Bay, and then you got to San Francisco. Everyone's talking about the outdoors and everything. Fuck that. They went in there and they did their thing. Victor Cruz, Victor Cruz, was making me exhausted. I was sitting on my couch and I'm and I literally felt like I was running, watching that guy breathing heavy and catch like ten passes, um, in a matter of whatever. You know, a few, a couple of sets. I mean, it was just he was killing it. It was ridiculous. The guy's like, he really does remind me of Steve Smith in his prime um, on, on the Panthers. Little guy just catches everything. He runs after the catch. It's awesome. Um, so it should be a good Super Bowl, though. You're going against the greatest quarterback or the best quarterback in the league, going against the best coach in the league. But you know what? Our coach and our quarterback are right there, and our defense is better, and their defense isn't good. And it's for those reasons I think the Giants, the way they're clicking right now, the New York football giants should win this Super Bowl. They need to go out there and they just need to win. And they need to put it, just go fucking balls to the wall and just take it. And uh, could you imagine if Eli Manning wins this again, wins another ring against Brady and Belichick? Oh, my God. That will be unbelievable. Um, all right. Plugs. Oh, I did not see any movies, but um, I think I'm going to see this. I wanted to see this movie that came out on DVD. I heard a couple of things about a couple of movies. This movie, Courageous, about those four cops. Um, and then... Oh, I want to see Ides of March. I didn't see Ides of March with um, with Clooney and uh, Ryan Gosling. I want to see that movie. And um, and then there's a movie coming out in theaters that I'm going to see soon. But I, I'll, have a, I'll have a movie for you guys uh, that I see coming up soon here. Um with the uh and I was by the way I was glad that Rooney Mara is nominated for Oscar for the uh girl uh, or the yeah the girl with the dragon tattoo because she did a phenomenal job. Actually just found out Rooney Mara lives grew up and went to high school where if we stayed where we're living now my son would go to the same high school. They're they're from actually uh up here in Westchester and her father owns the New York Giants. So big year for her. Her movie, her Oscar nomination and and somebody said that, I don't know if this is true, somebody said that Rooney Mara was the girl, the first girlfriend in the movie, um, what the fuck is that, uh, the Facebook movie, Social, uh, what the fuck is this going to kill me, what was the name of the movie, um, oh my god, I gotta look this up right now, am I serious, um, I gotta look this up right now. While I'm doing this, I gotta look this up because this is crazy. Uh, what the fuck is it? What the fuck is the fate? Am I serious right now? It's killing me. Uh, social network, right? Social network. Is that it, dude? Am I serious? I'm typing here. I got a social network. It has to. Yeah, the social network. Yeah, okay. Jesus, that was like a friggin' brain lapse I just had there. Anyway, somebody said that um, Rooney Mara was the first girlfriend in the movie. Mark Zuckerberg's. That I don't, I don't know, but because she transformed her looks for the girl with the dragon tattoo. But 
uh, big week. Nominated for an Oscar. She's in a, in one of the top in the hit movie that's out, and uh, her dad's football team, or I, I'm sure she considers it her football team too, are going to the Super Bowl. Um, that pretty much doesn't get better than that. Um, all right, so plugs. What do I got going on this week? Uh, I will be, like I said, uh, starting tonight. This will be this podcast will be posted tonight. I will be State College. Wise crackers out there making, trying to make the people in in Pennsylvania laugh. Um, tonight and tomorrow, um, I will be at Stand Up New York, uh, February 2nd and February 3rd, and I believe the 3rd is my Montreal, uh, audition, and then after that, um, I will be, in February, I will be with Bill Burr at the Bergen Pack, February 16th, I'll plug that again next week, and on the 17th, I will be at the Fox Theater at Foxwoods, uh, opening for my good buddy, Bill Burr, and uh, I also have some March dates that just got added. I'll be doing a college, I think, with Rich Voss, um, and I also got Mohegan's Son added, I believe, on the 24th. Um, so check out the thepaulverzi.com. Actually, I updated it with some new photos and some new shows, so you could check that out, and um, I will have another guest on either next week or the week after. Um I have a na- my neighbor Gus is hilarious. My neighbor Gus is one of these guys. I got to get him on the show because he's one of these guys. I think I mentioned him before in an earlier podcast. He's one of these conspiracy theory guys, but it's comical because like we'll be outside literally talking about the Knicks or Giants. He's my next door neighbor, so I see him all the time. And we'll be talking about the Knicks and Giants, and he's a New York sports fan. Um, I actually think he likes the Mets more than the Yankees, which I haven't given him enough shit for, but. Um, he'll, he's like one of these guys, we were standing outside and like, you know, the planes that go up and they make that long trail, like that, that white trail of, um, whatever it is. Like, it looks like gas or whatever, but, and my son thinks they're like rockets. Well, he'll like, I'll be like, oh shit, man, look, they got a bunch of those planes doing that. And Gus will just look up and go, oh fuck, they're spraying us again with that stuff. And I'm just looking at him like, what are you talking about? He goes, ah, yeah, that's what they're doing. They're spraying us with stuff. And like he's one of the he's one of those guys. So he's got these crazy theories. Like he'll always talk about how like we're running out of water. And he makes some good points. I think he's a little, you know, I think he's a little much with some things. I remember one time I was like, ah, oh, dude, I just saw Avatar. Did you see? Because I won't see it. I won't fucking see that. I won't see that. Everyone's going to. Say, I'm not gonna. It's like he's one of these. He's one of these guys. So, uh, but he's a smart guy. He makes some good points. He's also a musician. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he sings and he's, he's, he's a talented guy, he's, but he's, he's, this conspiracy theory shit is hilarious. So uh, I'm going to have my neighbor Gus on as a guest, and I think it would be thoroughly entertaining. Uh, so I'll be doing that shortly, too. Um, and I also have some uh, other great comedian guests coming on. So uh, thank you for listening. Look at this. We're at almost an hour. I went a little long today because I, I, uh, I just wanted to talk to you guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please, I think I'm actually going to get a sponsor soon, too. I might be getting a sponsor for the podcast. Um, uh, So hopefully I'll be saying brought to you by soon. We'll see. Um, But uh, until episode 49, uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Verzi Effect. Oh, and one last thing. I have a fan page now on Facebook. Kind of was just like, you know, really, am I really going to get a fan page? Like, do I fucking think that I'm somebody important but everybody was saying you got to get a fan page and um i want to kind of separate my personal life from my you know from my career i want to start taking pictures of my son off and shit like i don't need that so um go to my go to my fan page and uh, like it that's all 
I mean, I'm, what am I asking you to do here? I'm asking you to click on something and then click on something else. It's going to take you not even nine seconds, and uh, I would really appreciate it. Like I like I appreciate you guys listening. So download this, uh, download this for free on iTunes, and uh, I'll be talking to you guys soon. Check out the new uh, paulverzi.com dates, pictures, and all that shit, okay? Uh, thank you, and I am out of here, and let's go Giants, baby.